Welcome to An Unexpected Launch, a series of stories about ordinary people who've navigated extraordinary circumstances. Join us for conversations with women, men, and children involved in mixed orientation marriages or a marriage where one spouse is straight and the other is gay. Hi, I'm Kirsten. I'm creator of the podcast and blog, An Unexpected Launch. Today, I'm very happy to be speaking with Sally. And Sally and I went to high school together and hadn't been in contact with each other for about 30 years or so. <laughs> and just recently, I had posted on Facebook that, that Matt's gay. And it took me about three years to find the courage to to write those words in a, in a more public forum. And while my close friends knew the reason that Matt and I were divorced, I hadn't really publicly acknowledged our situation. And after I, I posted, Sally reached out to me and she shared that her former husband is also gay. So Sally, welcome to an unexpected launch. Thank you. Good it's been here. Well, it's been it's been absolutely fantastic reconnecting with you and I I do wish it was under some different circumstances yet I'm I'm grateful to have found another individual who's walked the same path that I have. And hearing stories of others like you has helped me to continue process my experience. So, with same that, here. <laughs> well, and I think that you know the more women and and actually men that I I speak to uh, it's just, I think we're all feeling just this, this gratitude of being able to connect with other people and not feel so alone. You are so right. So very right. All right. Let's go ahead and dive in. Um, okay. Sally, tell me about how you and your former husband met. Um, I was in my at beginning of graduate school, going to college, and uh, I worked in a bar, and my former husband was a part of a rugby team, and a friend of mine that I worked with um, saw the whole team come in and introduced me to him there. So, yes, I met a rugby player at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet you didn't expect that he would turn out to be gay. <laughs> No, but if you've read up on, on international rugby lately, you'll find that it's a very diverse community. <laughs> <laughs> well, amen to diversity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So well, you, you met your rugby player in a bar and tell me how, yeah. how you fell in love. Um, well, he was also a firefighter. <laughs> anyway, he, um, we had gone on some dates and had several several dates and one of them we we went um we were coming home from dinner and and we were the first on the scene of an accident and he was the first responder so he stopped and and took over and helped care for somebody who had a head injury and at that point it was kind of like oh this person cares about people this person I mean he just was all that at that point I just thought he was everything so it was kind of a cool time and you know it's kind of like if you're going to be swimmingly in love, um, a firefighter on the scene of an accident is a good place to, <laughs> to find it, I guess. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously you, you went on to get married and you, and you had children. Um, mm -hmm. Tell me what you loved most about your family when you were all together. Oh my gosh. Well, obviously our two sons um, are... I think the the focus of both of our lives um, 
we waited about three years before we had kids and just having the two boys three years apart was just kind of this rich, fun, really pretty simple life. We, we went camping when they were three weeks old each. I mean, we, we, we did a lot of outdoorsy things. We, we didn't have TV or computer at home. We lived a, a really simple kind of, I don't know, joy-filled life, had Sunday dinner at his parents' house and um, got together with my family as much as we could. And, and just that kind of simple times of having really young children and kind of doing their thing was, was it's, it's still such a fond memory and I hope it is for him. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm certain that it is. Yeah. Throughout your marriage, did you have suspicions that your former husband was gay? Well, other than rugby player and firefighter, (laughs) 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 the most manly of all manly. Um, (laughs) Yes. And yet I couldn't pin it down. I, I, there was something that, that, um, about our youngest son was about two years old. My former husband started having panic attacks and he went into counseling and had got some meds and tried to take care of himself, but he really wouldn't talk to me, which was unusual because I think we'd shared a lot of family, you know, background and experiences and things in life that, that, that would trip us up. But this was a time where he was just shut, shut down and refusing to, to, to communicate. And I, I kind of knew at that point that something was not, there was something there that wasn't, wasn't right for us. So, but then it was about, eight or nine years later that um, like that moment, um, a phone call at night, he had left after I went to bed. I was supposed to leave to go to a meeting down at the state legislature the next morning and somebody had to take our kids to school and he wasn't home. Um, And I called him and he said he was with friends and he wouldn't tell me his friend's name. And he finally told me his friend's name. And I didn't know his friend, which was weird because, I don't know, in your partnership, you know all your friends, right? Mm-hmm. And at that point, I just knew that something was different at that point. So so you you knew that something was off in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Did you suspect that it, that it was because he was gay? Um, I thought, I mean, we had been growing apart, you know, our relationship was not as solid. He was doing his own thing. I was trying to be the perfect mom. Um, I think the summer before we split up, the boys and I were gone all but like eight days of the summer. So, I mean, we were finding ways to keep ourselves entertained, but not really admitting that it was because John or my former husband and I, our relationship was changed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then there, you know, there's all those, that 2020 <laughs> hindsight, you can, I can look back at little pieces within our relationship over time. I kind of knew it was over at that point when he started having panic attacks, but I didn't know how to deal with that because I didn't want it to be over. So stayed another eight years before it all kind of blew up. Well, I think that's what can be so hard is we know that there's something off yet we we don't want it to be over so we we push those those fears and those thoughts and that intuition we push that away because we don't want it to be over and so we find 
ways to make excuses. And um, so tell me the moment that, that you knew that he was gay. How did, how did that come out? Well, after, I, there was a whole bunch of stuff that was kind of blowing up within this one week. And the, the one that night when I was talking to him, he, he had left the house and he was out in the middle of the night. And we live in a rural environment. We don't live in the city at all. So this was just, it didn't make any sense. And then the fact that he was with another guy out at his house and he was, he, you know, it, it just didn't. And I, I just kind of put two and two together and, and then started looking at all, backtracking over the things that had happened the weeks before mm-hmm. and then just kind of knew. So. And at that moment that you knew, how did you feel? Mm. <laughs> Um, I've always been a fairly anchored person, but I felt completely untethered. I think that, that uh, maybe it's the competitiveness in me or my upbringing or something. I felt like I needed to hold everything together and I had no way of doing that anymore at that point. So, um, that's, that's where the untethered, I was just kind of flying all over the place. Um, I didn't know anybody that had had similar experiences. So I wasn't at that point, like I didn't have, I had good friends to turn to, but not with similar circumstances. So. That's interesting that you use that word untethered. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt exactly the same way. I, I mean, I just, after, Matt told me he was gay. I mean, just, I knew just in an instant that my life was so different and I had no idea what those next steps were. It just, and I sort of, the way I kept describing it in my mind was that the rug had been pulled out from underneath me and I was on ice and I just, I simply could not, I couldn't gain my footing and I didn't, I just didn't know how. And like you said, it, if you don't know people who've gone through that, you, you just don't really know what what's coming tomorrow. What does the next step look like? How do I care for my children? How do I care for myself? And yeah, that's one of the reasons that I'm so grateful that you're talking with me today because I, you and I both found ourselves in the situation where we didn't know where to turn and we didn't know stories of people who had walked our path. And so I'm just so grateful to be talking to you and other individuals so that we can share our experiences so that other people don't feel so alone. Because like you, I had a lot of friends, but they had absolutely no idea what I was going through. And even my friends who are divorced, the situation just, it it was just different. And nobody, I just couldn't relate to anybody. Um, So yeah, I like the, the whole piece of how to how to help your children, how to help yourself, how to help your former spouse, um, you know, because it's such a, a huge jump for them to um, to come out and be who they are and and know that they kind of lied to you for a long time, intentionally, unintentionally, whatever it is. Um, it, it's I think somehow just a, a different scenario than than other situations. And, and, and really the more I found places where I could read stories 
or talk to people that had known somebody that had had a similar situation, the more um, I felt like, okay, I can, I can get through this. I can work through this because it wasn't something that I could avoid. It's, uh-huh. it's right in my face all day long. <laughs> um, but it, but that, that knowing that other people had gotten through it and had come out on the other side. Okay. Is really super important. Absolutely. I, I, I absolutely agree. So in it, 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 you know, you were feeling untethered and things were so uncertain in the very beginning, what was your biggest fear? <laughs> um, I don't know if it was a fear or if it was just that uncertainty of everything, because what I knew to be real wasn't real anymore. Um, and so I doubted everything, everything that I kind of knew to be true about my life. And that was scary, really scary. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's hard because um, something that you've touched on in just a couple of different ways is mm-hmm. is just this, you don't know, you don't know what was the truth, what was a lie. You don't like, you know, for me at some points, I, I was afraid to ask Matt any questions because I was so afraid to find out that our entire marriage had been a lie. Right. And I started going backwards trying to figure out, well, where was their truth up to what point? And, and it just, it was, it was absolutely overwhelming. And I, this, the self doubt that I also felt because you start, you think, well, if I've completely misjudged this situation, what else have I misjudged? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Especially because in my, in my professional life, in my, my personal life with friends, I was always seen as like the confident one who had it all together. And wow, I didn't didn't (laughs) know it. (laughs) Or I had a hunch and didn't, didn't act on it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a tough moment, but the, I think in retrospect, in the, if I look back, even, even that, that uncertainty, I, I don't know. I think it's just something that you, you got to keep processing, working on, and I don't know, you learn every day. <laughs> so absolutely. And yeah you know, you, you've been, uh, dealing with this for much longer than I have, but I find that even still at three, just a little over three years, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out and still trying to find my way and still trying to make sense of it all. Yeah. Yeah. So you have two children. How Mm -hmm. did you tell your children about, um, your husband being gay? Well, we, we agreed, my former and I agreed that it, it really wasn't mine to tell. Um, <laughs> uh, but we agreed that he was going to move out. And um, there was a whole bunch of other stuff in ours that kind of blew up financially and some other things that, that um, there's alcohol and stuff like that involved in it that, that I think is, makes it pretty, uh, it's, they're offshoots of, of him coming off out. So, so he, we all sat on the couch one afternoon and the boys were 10 and 13 at that time. Um, and he told us that, that he was moving out and that he felt really bad for letting our family down, which was really sad. Um, 
but it was going to be what it was going to be. And then it, a couple, it was a couple months um, before he told the boys that he um, was gay. In fact, he, he was doubting himself. He wasn't sure for a period of time after he left. Um, he was living a pretty wild life and just wasn't sure if he was bi or gay or straight or whatever. And he, he couldn't. And finally, he, he kind of came to terms with himself um, and then took the boys without me around and, and talked to them. So it was his to tell. So, yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think these situations are so complex and they're going through so many emotions and uncertainties themselves. Um, Would you do anything differently as far as how you, how you told your children? Um, I don't, you know, I, I, I probably told too many of my friends (laughs) and I think the boys knew more than, than they, than they let on. Um, I guess if I talk to them now as adults, they probably would not want to talk about it, but they would probably say it was kind of obvious mom. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Because it was his, my former's to talk about to them. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if our small community was trying to protect them from the breakup of their parents, not from their dad coming out, but in the mix of that, um, they probably got more information that's my guess at least I would have found another way to um it's not about hiding it it's just about making it the right time to let it be public Mm -hmm. so but that you know that's the thing of a relationship because here I am untethered and I need to go to my friends and and seek solace with them but I'm still confused so I'm talking it through with them and he's trying to figure out who he is So you got these two things going on at the same time and, you know, what comes out publicly sometimes is probably harder on the kids than, than it needed to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it's hard on our children no matter what. And, And I know that we all do our best in that moment. And, and as you say, it's looking back, you can think of, of ways that you've done it differently and, um, but it's just, and I think that the most important thing is children knowing they're loved and, and, um, you know, from there it, it, um, it all works out. But Sally, you were, you were mentioning that after your former husband came out that you were able to turn to close friends for support. What other resources did you turn to? So after my initial, you know, cry on my best friend's shoulder afternoon, (laughs) um, I made a counselor appointment right away that week. That was like essential that I got in to see a professional. I also, I was fortunate that I had, um, my mentor teacher, I was a teacher at the time and I had a a mentor teacher from my student teaching experience 20 years prior, (laughs) who was, uh, the president of the P flag chapter in our County. Um, and she was supporting her daughter who had come out and um, she was, she's this amazing um, neutral source who knew both myself and my former husband and um, sent me resources, a bunch of um, handouts. She gave me a whole bunch of handouts about the process of coming out. And then she steered me towards some internet resources so I could read some other stories of people that had had similar experiences 
which I think was super helpful because I could I could see you know how or read and experience how other people had gotten through um, a tough time and then obviously with counseling and then um, I did a lot of journaling every day several times a day sometimes I had a book uh, a Melanie Beatty book about codependency and it was really kind of more about you know that whole Alcoholics Anonymous thing but it really isn't it's about codependency which I think was a big part of our relationship um and so it would have like a, a, a thought for the day and then I could get a response and, and so I between that and just journaling on my own my own frustrations and my lists and all the things that you kind of get get to when you're frantic um that was very helpful um I walked my dog daily and at the time Starbucks had a really really good um banana chocolate smoothie (laughs) I think I had one of those a day and lost 20 pounds in about three weeks (laughs) yeah I wish they still had those they were really good no I can't remember the name of them anyway um so yeah counseling is essential and and those resources PFLAG is an excellent resource I would recommend I did not go to any of the meetings she encouraged me to come to meetings but I didn't feel like I was ready for it. And then over the years, I just haven't. Um, um, it's just, it's a cool resource. So uh, That's excellent. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's super important. And I, you know, I've done a lot of journaling myself and I think that it, it helps you as you're trying to process and think through. And cause there's just so much processing that, that happens when you're going through a situation like this. Very much so. Yeah. And, and the dog. I mean, having a best buddy that doesn't judge what you talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so we got our miles in. Unconditional so. love. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I know it, there were obviously so many challenging times and things are so difficult and it's difficult for yourself and trying to heal yourself at the same time you had two very young children Mm-hmm. What are what would you say the biggest gift of your journey has been? Um, as I look back on it, um, it's those life experiences that you think you can't get through, but you do. It, it's helped me become helpful to others. I think that's the gift in all of this. Um, I, we all have life experiences that aren't smooth that we think you know life's supposed to you're supposed to go through this little routine and everything's great but it doesn't work that way for anyone that I know of um you know people have illnesses people lose family members things happen in life and this is just one of those bumps so I, I think in that that's a gift for me um because I can be so much more in my, uh, I work in education, so in terms of being supportive of other people um, that are coming out, or um, with my own children, their generation is so much more open, and um, the conversations that we can have, because we have these life ex- shared life experiences, I think it's a gift in the long run. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely agree. And yeah. I think it gives us a depth of understanding and compassion that, that I did not have access to previously. Yeah, yeah. 
it's just another tool to help others down the road. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, and it, and it gives a weird confidence because if you, you know, when you, it's kind of like doing a ropes course where you have to jump off a pole. Mm-hmm. You don't think you can do it. You do it, get through it. And then you have this like, oh my gosh, I'm stronger than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's helps. It helps a lot. So. Yeah, you, you don't realize what you are able to tap into until you yeah. have to. And I think that people who've been in our situation, you really have to, to dig deep. And I will say that it's given me the courage to do things in my life that I never thought possible. And yeah. so that very much resonates with me. Yeah, very much so. And I think some of that comes from where we come from or what we learned when we were kids, I think we, we were talking about that, our our family expectations, the plow through thing. Right. <laughs> um, that's all there. And I think back to my athletic experiences and that whole give it all you've got, mm-hmm. leave it out there and, and um, you know, give it your best and let go of the rest. You can't, can't change the outcome if you did your best. So it's kind of how we live. You know, I lived a lot of my life thinking that I was in control and... <clears throat> I have realized that to your point there it's you can only do so much and um there are things that happen that we just we absolutely do not have control over and I think there's just this sense of control that um really is it it's it's there's no reality in that at yeah, all. <laughs> yeah. And it's really freeing when you don't have to have that anymore. <laughs> you know, not my circus, not my monkeys. Kind of That's thing. right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who has a, a saying that she uses with her own kids. It's, you know, how's that working out for you? Mm. And it's so hard when you want to fix things for other people mm-hmm. to, to live that. But mm-hmm. it's what it is. So, yeah. You learn a lot from these experiences. Well, absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, is there? We talked a little bit about. Uh, would you have done anything differently in in how mm-hmm. you told your children? But as you think back on on your journey, is there anything that that you would have done differently? Probably. Um, I. I probably would have discussed it more early on. When I had that first hunch, they probably wasn't even the first hunch. I mean, I could go back to <laughs> when we dressed up for Halloween and, and he wanted to be the belly dancer. I mean, he <laughs> <laughs> was great. We won the prize at the local bar. <laughs> um, yeah, so... <laughs> So, and, and that's also stereotypical. And, you know, that's the, the funny thing about our, my former and I, is he was like what everyone would perceive to be the most manly guy guy there is. And so the whole not understanding what is gay, what isn't gay is a really complicated thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if I were to do something differently, I really, really would have focused on our our communication earlier in our marriage because I kind of knew it was there. I just didn't want to go there. Mm-hmm. So, but then again, you know, we've got two wonderful kids and he was in their lives until, you know, more recently than, than would have been likely had we split up earlier. So. 
You know, it's hard. I, I, it, the, the what if is, is such a challenge because there are yeah. so many times that I've thought what if, and, and it's hard to play that game. Um, because you just, you, you never know. And, and, and like you, I, I have these three amazing children that are my biggest gift. And, and yeah. so at the end of the day, I, 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 that's sort of where I tend to end up is the, the gift of the family that, that I had and, and as it's evolving and, and changing. Well, and even when I get bitter, and, and which we all do, and get to the, you know, oh, what a sham of a relationship we were in. During the moments of that relationship where we were raising kids together, we were partners. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was wonderful to have, have that person share those experiences with me about our children. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that I have it as memory. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So. so so these days, where are you turning to for inspiration? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I, I maybe it's my age or maybe it's I don't know if it has anything to do with my formal life or my my new life or whatever, but I pretty much do what I want to do. <laughs> so I, I, for a long time I focused on I've got to get my kids through school and my youngest is almost done with college. Um and so I, I, I kind of played the martyr game in a way. And so I had a lot of that to work through and try to figure out really what this is really about is me being unwilling to move on. Um, and so I've, I've been working on that. And so I, I look to, you know, friends, I look to travel, I look to, um, shared experiences with other people, um, and when I see something I want to do, I just do it. So <laughs> that's. Yeah. I love that's, that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and that, you know, between the freedom and, and that confidence, you can go out and, and you realize that you, you can do just about anything. <laughs> yeah. And if you mess it up, I mean, I've messed some things up. I've not gotten jobs that I kind of wanted, but I didn't really want, but I wouldn't let back. I'll take that mm-hmm. if I get it. And. And then when it doesn't work out, something else comes in in front of me and works out better. So I'm learning that it it's not all or nothing in anything. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know you bump and move accordingly, and and every time you move, you usually end up in a better place. That's right. So, so. it may not seem like it at the time, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> Takes some time to get there. Yep. Yeah. Well, and then just that understanding that that's, that's the fragility of life is that everything is just kind of, it's, it's not set. You don't, you don't know what's coming next in any, any part of your life. So, you know, you've really got to enjoy the day to day, not future trip about, am I going to get this figured out or am I going to be okay with my friends or am I not going to make new friends or am I not going to have another relationship or any of those things? You just can't, you can't, future trip it's so hard not to but but I I think (laughs) that that's been one of the things that I've really learned is to live in the present moment yeah which has given me and it sounds like for you as well the just the ability to take some crazy chances and do crazy things that I would have never done yeah and I wouldn't say they're crazy they're just not you know I they're there's things that I value. So why not do it? If I value travel, I need to do it. 
if I value, you know, (laughs) I don't know, whatever, um, I need to do it because I'm going to live once. Right. So, I mean, it's not reckless by any means. Yep. It's just, it's just learning to be my own person. I think because in, and maybe that's in any marriage, you, you have this shared experiences. And so everything is you got, you check with each other on where you're going to go, what you're going to do, how you're going to move in your careers, et cetera. And then you don't have that anymore. And you, and you have all this self-doubt that comes with what you thought was real, but wasn't real. And so you got to get over two humps rather than one. Mm -hmm. And then when you do, when you do, you get, you get to a pretty good place. So not perfect. Nope. There, and there's nope. no, there's never perfect. Nope. <laughs> Still have a few trust issues. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta work on those. <laughs> Starting with myself. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So. so what is your greatest hope or dream? Oh man. I hope, I hope that through all of this, um, my children, for one, live a life of love and confidence in who they are. I think, you know, they, that whole, it's tough to be, feel abandoned in some ways. Um, and yet, they, I think, understand where their dad was at, so... I think I hope for them that they'll find love. They're both, you know, we talk about it as adults and I hope that I find love at some point. Um, I, I'm not sure, really sure what that is yet. <laughs> Cause I think we, um, missed a step somewhere in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, really I, that I live a joyful life and, you know, it's honesty and, and just openness with other people. That's beautiful. I love that. Thanks. Thank you for sharing Thank you. that. Thank you. So, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you'd like people to know? Yeah, I think I think the thing that I mean, why I agreed to do this is that it, it just wherever you're at in any kind of relationship. Um, you know, you work through things and you become a stronger, better person if you continue to work through things. If you stuff it and avoid it, it just kind of snowballs on you anyway. So <laughs> so I would I would encourage, you know, I hope that, that people who are in similar situations hear these podcasts and um and are reassured that they're gonna they're gonna get through and they're gonna come out stronger. Um, but you gotta do you got to be, you got to put it all on the table. So the cliche goes, but you've, you've got to be open with what the issues were, where, where you're at, what you're willing to work on and what you're not willing to work on in yourself. And then you got to keep hitting it until you, until you work through some of it. So it's pretty complex stuff, but you can do it. That is fantastic advice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, and the holiday one. Remember, we talked about the holidays. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you want to do a different holiday, do a different holiday. <laughs> By all means. <laughs> 
I think about it, my, you know, my grandparents have passed away. My mom's passed away. I have a brother who passed away. So all of those holidays that we set, you know, we had to do a certain way. It's like, you know, we don't, we can do what we want to do. And so do what you want to do. That's right. That's, that's (laughs) that living in the moment and, and, and grasping what, what's right there for, for you. Well, Sally, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Oh, and thank you for being being open enough to get it out there. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I am. I I'm just. I I'm. I'm grateful, and I'm so honored that you've trusted me with your journey. When you reached out, I just. Each time somebody reaches out for me, it just is that, oh my gosh, I'm I'm not alone. There's somebody else who made similar choices that I did. So it's been so helpful. And I know your story is going to touch others as well. And you are so inspiration and offer hope. And you're a beautiful example of creating a new reality for yourself and your sons. And I'm sure that they are infinitely proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you know what? One day at a time, honey. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I sound like an episode of Shameless or something. Oh, we've got our own shameless situation happening. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, thank you so much, Sally. I, I so appreciate it. This has been an honor to talk with you today. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share an unexpected launch with a friend. Aiden Duncan produced this episode and composed the music.